Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings, greetings. How are you? How are you? How are you? All right. How's it going? It's a nice, beautiful, snowy, cold day in Georgia. Uh, the little bit of snow we got is melting, but it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I was up early this morning uh, when it starts snowing, and uh, thankfully the snow is actually snow this year. Uh, for the last few years, right before we get snow, we usually have rain, and so the snow usually is ice, but this was actually snow. So uh, the little children got a chance to come out and play in the snow for a while, so that was fun to see. Um, the children are playing in the snow. All right, you guys, uh, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to hurry up and jump into the topic. And I just want uh, those who listen to my show, uh, I am working on transferring my podcast. I'm going to create a YouTube page um, to transfer uh, my shows over to YouTube and so that I can also start going live. I tried to do a YouTube live show, and, you know, I think I, you know, I, you know, it was like a test show, and I recorded like for 30 minutes, and for some reason I just couldn't get it to upload. So until I can figure out how that YouTube live works, um, you know, just, just you, know, get, you know, be patient and give me some, some more time. But I do want to... Uh, start doing lives because a lot of the topics and um, uh, things that I bring up, I, I really need more than 30 minutes to address it. But let's get on in here and uh, greet the sisterhood. Um, today's uh, very, very quick podcast is False Concepts of Race Used as the Perfect Weapon of Division. <laughs> Let me enlarge this for me, Seth. Got on my spectacles. Greetings, Nine uh Sacred Sisterhood Clan. Peace, protection, prosperity, and most of all, wisdom be upon we all and, of course, those we love. Let's discuss what the world looked like before these false labels of race were invented. How did people identify themselves? Was there such a thing as individual or as individual or an orphan? And the answer is no. Individuals or orphans were immediately absorbed into existing tribes. The concept of living alone and being by oneself was literally observed, absurd in hunter-gatherer cultures as well as agricultural husbandry villages where the need for everyone to play a role in the overall survival of the tribe or clan was a must. So how were the names of clans or tribes developed, Uh, one may ask. Okay, clans took their name from whoever was the chief, the czar, king, prince, queen, uh, and later uh, from those who conquered them or invaded them. So um, an example would be, say, for instance, the the matriarch or patriarch of your tribe was Ama, and your tribe was Zulu, so your name would be Ama Zulu. Okay, um, say for instance, uh, the chief of your tribe was Hawawagi. Uh, ha- okay, then the name of the people would be the Hawawagi tribe. 
Now, this did, didn't mean that this was their race. So if you went up to them and you'd be like, well, who are you? What what race are you? They would just say, Hawawagi or Amazulu. Now, not they're not telling you that that's their race or their ethnicity because back then people didn't think in terms of race or ethnicity, but they was just giving you the name. And if you didn't speak the same language, then they would try to communicate uh, either through a totem, because back then people used a lot of uh, uh, animal totems and, 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 you know, sky totems and moon and stars, and they uh, adopted names by what they saw around them. If there was no real codified language, then people adopted uh, what they saw around them and whatever the names they were going by, you know, whatever the name for moon was in their language or whatever the name for sun or bird or whatever or turtle in their language, they would use these names. Um, so this is how the clan names developed. And if one clan intermarried with another clan, then they just kind of added the names together, and the the you know the tribal name became longer. So just like Ama and Zulu, you put them together, you got Ama Zulu. You may have Haya uh, Wasa. Haya might be a name, and Wasa might be another name. You put them together, you got Haya Wasa. Okay, so these are how the names kind of got together, and um, you created your tribe, but nothing had anything to do with race or ethnicity at that time. So um, this whole race thing is something uh, that the conquerors and the imperialists created, okay? Um, so let me go back to what I've got uh, written here. All right, so how were the names of clans or tribes developed? Okay, clans took their name from whoever was the chief, czar, king, prince, princess, queen, whatever, or matriarch or patriarch of the tribe, and later from those who conquered them or invaded them. As tribes or clans united, then the combining of the names of the chiefs was what the tribes was called and identified by. Now, this had nothing to do with race. Uh, back then, early man had no concept of race, and since all were of brown hue, you know, like way, way, way back in history before the albino mutations took place, then the differences would have been more based off phenotype, hair texture, uh, language, and maybe geographical location, and not so much off any concept of your race is different than mine. Now, um, geographical location, which accounted for whatever culture or lifestyle they adopted. For example, a tribe living by the coast or by the water created a culture making them codependent on uh, that water source and the food derived from it, whilst another tribe located in a dry desert region would more likely have to raise cattle for a food source and clothing and to assist with domesticated words. So these are how the cultures were created. Uh, I'm quite sure a geographical location had a lot to do with, uh, you know, people's features, uh, their phenotypes, and how they begin to look, you know. Uh, so the creating of false races based off of geographical species relocation programs and forced language indoctrination has been ingenious 
and creating a permanent feeling of separation and complete division amongst the conquered, the kidnapped, and the colonized. So say, for instance, you and I are related, but they took some of you to Europe. Say, for instance, that they found some people over here in North America, so they took a few of them back to Europe. Now, once you're over in Europe, you you lose your language that you knew over here. They put you in some different clothes. They indoctrinate you to the religion over there. They send you to their fancy schools, and now you uh, uh you know you have become uh, British size or whatever. And eventually, you take on the personality of the geographical location from which you live and you forget about what your original race or ethnicity it or was. So that's what happens, you know, and that's why you got uh, Africans living in Britain who will claim that they're British first before they tell you that they're Igbo or that they're Hauser or that they're Mandingo. They, they'll, they'll put the British first. Why? Because that was what educated them. That's where they got their education from. So, and just like we over here in North America, we now say we are Americans because America, uh, the America is what education we receive. So that's kind of how it goes, but this is not a race. This is not, you know, your parentage. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so to call yourself ethnically an American is erroneous. To call yourself ethnically by any geographical location is erroneous. Uh, 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 a landmass cannot be your ethnicity. So you got some people who are labeled by landmasses, like, you know, us, we're called Americans because we are in North America. Now, you got South Americans, the Americans, they're actually called Guatemalans, Ecuadorians, uh, El Salvadorians, Argentinians, and, you know, stuff like that. You see what I'm saying? So where else they refer to us as just Americans, they don't break us down into our various racial groups because America is a potpourri of many tribes, many tribes, just like every other landmass. There's no landmass that has just one tribe of one type of people in it. All these locations have uh, many different tribes. Uh, people kill me that when black Americans say that we are the uh, we are indigenous Indians, and they's like, oh, y'all not Indians, we y'all Africans, and you know everybody want to make us Africans, and yet Africans don't even call themselves Africans. And I ask people, listen, for the people you want to label as African, is there only one type of African? Yes or no? And if they're going to answer truthfully, no, there is no one type of African. You got Koi Koi, you got Igbo, you got Hausa, you got Fulani, you got Ashanti, you got Eritrean, you got uh, um, Ethiopian. <laughs> you can go on and on. So just like there's no one type of African, there ain't no one type of Indian. 
people sit up there and say black Americans can't be Indians. And I was like, well, why not? I said, is there only one type of European? Is there only one type of white people? So you mean all white people are Russians or all white people German or all white people Irish or all white people Polish or all white people Spanish and French and Scandinavian and and, and you can go on and on. I said, so aren't there different tribes of white? I said, so why can't black people be a different tribe of Indian? Why are we the only ones that can't be nothing, nothing other than African? And then the people forcing this label on us, when you get them to look at, listen, you're not white. There's no such thing as a race called white. They made that up for you. Then all of a sudden they have nothing to say. Because the game is whatever you answer to, that becomes the truth. So it's like uh, whoever renames you now becomes your lord, your overlord, your master. So that's why it's, 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 you know, it's something that they had to get us to go along with is this renaming game that the imperialists have played upon everybody. It's not just us here in North America, you know, calling Jamaicans, Jamaicans, calling Haitians, Haitians, calling Dominicans, Dominicans. These are not ethnicities, people. There's no such thing. These are not your ethnicities. But if they can get you to accept it and then they indoctrinate you with a language that thus separates you from kin people that you possibly have in other parts of the world. Because to me, brown people, to me, how you know your kinfolk is you can look at skin color one, and then you can look at hair texture, and then you can look at phenotype. So when you look at skin color, hair texture, and phenotype, everybody got some kinfolk in some other parts of the world. But because we have been divided, through the imperialist relocation program, and we no longer speak the same language, and because we have been placed in uh, 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 opposite geographical locations, we also now are divided by culture. So now we are disconnected by culture, we are disconnected by uh, uh, language, and even though I look at you and you look at me and we're like, damn, we look the same, we feel alienated because we don't share a language and a culture that lets us know we are from the same tribe. You see what I'm saying? And so that was done on purpose, people. That was done on purpose. Okay, let me see. Okay, so what else do I have pinned here? So the creating of false races based off geographical species relocation programs and forced language indoctrination has been ingenious in creating a permanent feeling of separation and complete division amongst the conquered, kidnapped, and colonized. Another way tribes and clans were created, this is another way, uh, after the colonization uh, took place, was created based off a shared profession, skilled, or sacred religious priest or priesthood. Now, for those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, um, I got some examples down here in the tag. Um, once people have been divided culturally and by language and have been relocated, 
people because we have a natural tendency to want to be a part of a tribe and a clan. It's just innate in everybody's nature. It is innate in you to be a part of a tribe or a clan. We call that today family, okay? Your family is your tribe. You see what I'm saying? In other parts of the uh, country, uh, they say houses. Like you may have the house of Rothschild, the house of uh, uh, Saad, the house of uh, uh, Weinberger. You know what I'm saying? So they call it houses, and houses is the same term as chieftain. You see what I'm saying? Uh, so, but since they have broken us up from having uh, chiefdoms and queendoms and kingdoms, um, we seek to tribe up based off profession. You know, people tribe up based off profession. Uh, you can tribe up based off uh, um, uh, shared belief systems. And uh, I got the Essenes, the Gnostics, the Pharisees the Jesuits, the Knights Templars, uh, Sicaria. Sicaria was a group of ancient assassins. They went around and killed people with daggers um, and uh, poison. So you had the Sicarius, you got the Crips, the Bloods. These are all clans. These are all tribes, people. You got the Bowery Boys, Hell's Angels, Cardinals, Bishops. You got blacksmiths, carpenters. These are all clans. These are all tribes. These are how people clan up and tribe up when they have been disconnected ethnic-wise. So it is in our nature, people, to belong to tribes, to belong to clans. Now, the only race of people who have not really been allowed to formulate themselves into a tribe or a clan is the black American Negro. The black American Negro are the only race of people who do not have a tribal mentality any longer. And for the few of us who do, like the Crips, like the Bloods, like the gangs, which they do, but because they don't have proper leadership and they don't have a a, a, a direction or a, a they, they don't really know why they're, you know, they formulate the gang protection, but at the same time, they don't have nothing to protect. So because they don't really have anything economically to protect, they become basically predators of themselves. You see what I'm saying? And I feel like if, um, if, 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 if the, uh, older black men really groomed our young brothers like the Crips and the Bloods and directed them in a proper way, uh, we really could have a strong tribe or clan over here in America, but the powers that be do not want um, black Americans to operate as a collective. So they, um, they, um, they bring in agent provocateurs and COINTELPRO to keep the division going, see. So that's why they've got black people always joining something. And so we're we're members of all this different stuff, but we don't know how to um, network with one another, even though we uh, are, are different and work together for the common cause of our own self determination and and freedom. 
simply because we share the same skin color. And to me, that's what black Americans should do. We should unite simply because, one, we share the same skin color. Two, we all face the same struggles as a disenfranchised race of people over here that have been disenfranchised for a very, very long time. And and I mean, we're talking uh, centuries. You see what I'm saying? So if there's no other reason why black Americans should unite, it should be for that reason. But the government, the government here spends a lot of money uh, training um, other black people to make sure we stay disunited and not being able to work together. So until the black American uh, adopts a tribal mentality the way everyone else that comes over here already has, everyone that comes into America comes here with a tribal mentality that they got from their own home country. So they come here at an advantage uh, simply because they come here. Uh, The biggest tribe ever in America was a tribe called the Ku Klux Klan. And this was a tribe of white people, of Europeans. They weren't white until they hit American soil, but they tribed up for what? Resources and land. And they understood that, listen, we might have been divided over in Europe, but as soon as we hit the New World, that division must cease because there's a tribe of black people over there that they can outbreed us and outnumber us unless we do what? That we keep them disunified, keep them terrorized, and make sure that they are not and prevented from doing what we're doing, which is creating ourselves into a clan. We can't allow them to do the same thing. So the uh, imperialists, the European uh, government crown, allowed the clan to come over here to terrorize the Negro who who we were in a very large population uh, back then, which to me, if you brought slaves over here on a slave ship, which we know that that is a lie, but let's let's just go with this concept. Why would you bring more slaves over here on a slave ship than your white population? It doesn't make sense. You you're not going to bring more slaves over here to outnumber your damn self. Okay, you see what I'm saying? So you're never going to do that. So when you had black people outnumbering the white people that were coming over here as indentured servants, that lets me know that black people, uh, whatever tribes we were, we were already here because there would be no need for white people to come over here in such large numbers to outnumber us and to what? Reduce our numbers unless we were already in large numbers over here. It, it just don't make sense because, like I said, if you are bringing slaves over on a slave ship, then you simply control their numbers by if you only want 200 over here, just bring fucking 200. Once them 200 are dead, you just go get 200 more. You see what I'm saying? And, hey, if they you working them to death anyway, they shouldn't be outpopulating you. So obviously there was something going on in America where, um, you know, the the, the colored races, the black races were outnumbering uh, the white races, and and then the white races were coming over here interbreeding 
with the uh, population already over here. So, yes, the mulattoes and the colors were outnumbering them, and that's because we were already here. But, you know, people saying that we couldn't have been an indigenous population already over here, then all, I, all you have to do is tell white people, there's no one there's no one type of Indian, there's no one type of African, there's no one type of West Indian, there's no one type, uh, type of East Indian, so there's no one type of North American Indian, okay? Just let them know there's no one type of Indian. There, just like there's no one type of Asian. You may have up to 20, 30-something different types of Asians. But it's only when black people want to be something other than black. Oh, y'all not black or y'all not African. Listen, we don't know nothing about no African. I don't know why they want to put the label of African on us. But, yes, I do. Why? Because it's all about getting you to accept the name that they gave you. Africans do not call themselves Africans over in their country. They call themselves by their tribal names. Black Americans, I'm going to tell you right now, if you are not well, willing to take on a tribal mentality, then I, I, it's sad to say, I do believe that the black American race will be assimilated and eventually exterminated. And because black men have already accepted assimilation, and I know it's not all you brothers, so brothers don't, don't attack me and like, no, sisters, all of us ain't accepted assimilation. The few of you who have not, the few of you that haven't accepted the simulation, you don't work as a collective. You don't band together. You don't stand united as a tribe behind a common cause of we are not going to assimilate and we ain't going to be down with the brothers who are about this simulation because you're going to have to pick a side. And it just don't look like black men want to pick a side. They, they, they want to voice their complaints on social media. But, see, your complaint can't be on social media. This is going to have to be a physical action. You're going to have to pick, take a stand physically. And if you don't want to see yourself assimilated, then, hey, you're going to have to be black first, black women only, black family, black children. That's it. Now, are black men really going, uh, you know, got the fortitude to take that type of stand? And I'm talking about in every state in America. In every state in America, it is going to require black men to take that kind of stance. Zero tolerance on a simulation, zero tolerance on race mixing, and we will choose our women and our women only. Until the black man takes that stand, then all I can tell you is, sisters, let's wave goodbye to the black American race. And I think we are one of the best races ever because we the one built this country. We built the culture of this country that everybody wants to imitate and to see us exterminated uh, through self-genocide is going to be sad to watch. But like I said, black women, if the men have already accepted a simulation and if the ones who have not accepted a simulation have, um, they, they are so broken that they want to drink and do drugs and, and, and just, they just, they, they just wiping themselves out anyway because when you're drinking and doing drugs, you just, you, that, it's just a slow death. 
you know, you're asking not to be around too long. You're asking, take me to prison. I, I, I don't want to. So in order for us to fix our problems, we're going to have to adopt a tribal mentality. Black men are going to have to take a zero assimilation tolerance stand, uh, 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 a zero tolerance joining any organization that is pro-assimilation uh, and integration like the Masons, like the fraternities and sororities. Uh, you're going to have to say no to anything that tells you you have to go along with multiculturalism and assimilation. Now, are black men, are the brothers willing to do that? I don't think so. I don't think so because you see that the most successful black men, they all must assimilate. They are not allowed to be successful financially or economically unless they get a white woman or a woman of another ambiguous race. They cannot be successful and be with a black woman. And like I said, uh, if they're part of a sorority or fraternity, all of the divine nine fraternities and sororities are pro-assimilation and integration. Don't let them tell them. They say, well, they're married to black people and stuff. Well, yeah, you can still marry black people, but part of your oath and a part of, um, you know, your 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 uh, um, um, uh, founding organization, it was based off, uh, uh, it was created by the mulatto children of the plantation masters. So you can't be anti-white when your university and college was founded by the mixed children of white plantation owners. So that's why the sororities and the fraternities cannot be pro-black. They cannot ever take a pro-black stance, and that is why, because they because they were not founded by pure indigenous black people, founded by the mixed biracial or hybrid octoroon quad room or whatever room children of the plantation masters. So black men are going to have to take that stance. Black women, we took that stance, but if you're black if the black man is pro assimilation, sisters, there's nothing you can do. And that's why I have begged black sisters, it is time for you to clan up. Now you can have more control over your race and your reproduction if you operate as a clan. As individuals, you're going to be out there stripping. You're going to be out there twerking. You're going to be out there struggling. You're going to be out there being pimped out and hold out, and you're not going to make it by yourself because there's not enough strong black men in this uh, country that's working for your survival that's going to help you make it. You're going to have to do it on your own. And nobody's going to survive this flood of immigration that uh, the Trump, you know, and, 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 and your government is bringing in here to wipe you out. See, they're bringing in all these immigrants is because they need to increase the numbers of white people by adding some brown and some caramel color uh, people into the white race. So this is how they whited out Brazil. All they did was flood the country with Asians and Latinos, and guess what? 
because the black population there began to interbreed, assimilate, and then the men wanted less and less to be with pure black women. They got whited out, and that's what Brazil looks like now. It's been whited out. They did the same thing in Australia. They whited the indigenous aboriginal population out, and they are doing the same thing over here in America. I like who I am, and I personally, a 100 years from now, I would still like to see black Americans around, but guess what? I'm just one person. Uh, I'm not breeding anymore. I'm not having no more babies. So unless our children are taught their value and their history and their contribution to uh, um, the American empire and that we now preserve our history and teach everybody to come over here like, listen, you need to know our history and what was done to us, and you need to know that you don't get to come over here and rise up above us. The only reason why the government allows other people and immigrants to come over here and rise up above the African-American or the black American is because we have not preserved our history. We have not made ourselves into a tribe. We always want to be a member of this, a member of that, but we don't know how to be cohesive. We don't know how to uh, track our people, keep up with our people. We don't know how to clean house. We don't know how to uh, hold uh, people accountable. We don't know how to elect uh, elder councils in communities to keep the youth uh, and the young in check. We, we, we're just not doing anything uh, uh, intelligent uh, race of people who want to survive and, 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 and stay um, relevant. We're not doing anything to uh, – make others that come here respect us. And a large part of that is the rampant drug and alcohol use of our males. When you have a male population, because, see, women, we look to males for leadership, but when all of your males of leadership age are on drugs, on alcohol, and got nothing but pimping and hoeing and strip clubbing, and all they want to do is see a black woman with her clothes off, with her ass out, and her breast out, then that's not leadership. And that's the mind of almost all the black men in America, except for those who are part of the boule. The boule are the ones who are doing it right. They are family-oriented. They are business-oriented. They are brotherhood-oriented. But guess what? They don't work for black people. They work for the Zionists. They work for the plantation owners. Now, here's a race of men that they got the perfect model of brotherhood, family, and marrying, and then bringing children here the right way. But you see, they're not passing that on to the, uh, 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 to, to the entire black masses. They keep that amongst themselves. And then they let the rest of us, oh, let them be savages. We're not going to teach them the right way because then they'll be competing for our uh, boule job. See, they want to keep their jobs forever. So it's been an orchestrated plan to make sure that black women, your children go to prison, plan that has been in place. Black women, before you even have babies, 
They've already got male children. They've already got a prison cell or a juvenile cell waiting on him because you are the one, and what come out of your womb is put over here to go on the market to be exploited. And the darker-skinned females, your babies are going first because it is the dark-skinned image that has to be exploited so that the white image can be kept on the throne because they deal with duality and opposite. So if white is going to rule, then the opposite of white must what? Be a slave. So that's why the dark, dark-skinned black woman is hated and exploited. She must be commoditized, and what comes out of her womb must be commoditized. So they don't mind black women, black men making babies with you, but your babies ought to go to prison to be exploited uh, uh, for, for free labor. But the same babies that that brother make with a mulatto or a white woman, oh, we got a nice cushy corporate job waiting on them. We're going to send them to college, and they, 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 they're going to be given a, 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 a higher position. Black woman, this is the game they've been playing on you. And it's like, black woman, you've been in this country too long to not see this for what it is. When are you going to wake up and do something about it? And the only way you can change this is the hood clanship, period. You've been waiting on the black man to save you, honey. The Zionists, the white man, they come over here, they vet the black man, pay him some money. He go marry up with one of their daughters, and he don't think nothing else about you. So they will vet your men away from you. And, this, and they will do this because they got the money to do it. And to think that a poor black man is not going to be what? Uh, you know, if he's been poor all his life and he got to choose between riding it out with you in poverty or getting this money and balling out like T-Pain, T.I., and Lil Wayne, what what you think he going to do? He going to be bye-boo-boo. Sorry, Mama, I love you. But, hey, they, they, they offer me too much money. I'm finna go get me a back Becky and and live like a true capitalist in America and black women black women we will be at the bottom and all we got is us. There's not a race of women that's over here to help us. Oprah is not here to help us. Oprah is boule. And you and, and all you gotta do is look at her show before she went off. She was catering to white. Women. Oh, Oprah don't give a damn about no black woman. She's part of the boule, and the only black women she yuck it up with is the sorors. If you are not connected to a sorority, Oprah don't want to see your ass. Oprah has nothing to say say to you except serve me my damn coffee and get your black ass back in the kitchen and fix me some butter biscuits. Yeah, that's that's how Oprah think about every black woman that ain't in her class. So all of you little poor black girls worshiping Oprah, stop worshiping Oprah. Oprah don't see you, honey. You're, you're, you're not in Oprah's group. Oprah's group, Oprah is the true uh, black white woman. She's been allowed to be a white woman and black skin the same way Barack Obama, Barry Satora, was allowed to be a white man and black skin. Uh, listen, you're not going to be... Uh, the black, black, the the white woman in black skin, the way Oprah is, because that position has to be offered to you. 
See, that has to be offered to you. So stop getting your little girls to worship Oprah. Oprah is not the savior of black women. If Oprah runs for president and if Oprah gets in any position of power, black woman, you're done. And I'm talking about poor black women because, see, we're in class warfare now. So now not only do we have a, a, a race um, thing to deal with, now we're talking about classism. We're in a class warfare. And black woman, the only way to elevate you yourself from a poor class to a better class is you're going to have to link up with some sisters, and y'all going to have to work on economics. Y'all going to have to close y'all legs. You're going to have to stop waiting on a black man to rescue you. Black man is in too bad of a condition to rescue himself. He cannot rescue you. But black women, we can rescue ourselves. Why? Because black women, we come with a wealth of talent. And if we pooled our talent and only looked out for us, only worked for us, only uh, did for us, we could do each other's hair, we could cook each other's food, we could babysit each other's kids. If we quit serving every goddamn body else and just serve each other, don't you know that everybody needs us? But we got to be on some selfish shit, black woman. It's got to be us and us alone. We don't need to be working for nobody else. We don't need to be cooking for nobody else. We don't need to be writing writing speech for nobody else. We don't need to be working for nobody's radio show. Everything we fucking touch need to be by a black woman, owned by a black woman, for a black woman, and we got to be on that shit. Because guess what? Everybody going to follow us anyway, but you know why you don't get no credit for shit, black woman? It's because you always serving and making somebody else some money, and you just accept the fucking crumbs. Black women, we got the hair game on lock. We got our cooking game on lock. We, we, any game we put our mind to, we can make jewelry, we can make pottery, we can be our own nurses and our own midwives, we can only work for black people, you can hire yourself out. I'm telling you, black woman, you can bring yourself up. You don't have to be the mammy, the bedwinch, and the handmaiden of all these immigrant race groups of America. Let's work for each other, let's build each other, and then once we build each other up, other people will come to us. They're going to want to come to us. But guess what? You want to hire somebody from the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood, I bet you better have your coins in line. We can create our own dance group. See, the way the black man gave all our shit away, the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood, we don't give our shit away. We know how to keep secrets. We know how to hold our talents and our gifts in high regard. We don't give them away to the enemy for the uh, uh, for the lowest price the way the black man did. The black man gave all our shit away. Black woman, don't give your shit away. Don't give your hairstyles away. Don't give your cooking secrets away. Uh, stop eating these people's food. Get your ass back in the kitchen. Start making some pottery. Make some jewelry. Do some hair. Love your little black girl like she the sun and the moon. You've got to start protecting little black girls. Keep her away from toxic everybody. And trust me, everybody in America that hate us is toxic to a little black girl. You can't have your little black girl around nobody but black women that love being black. That's the shit and the cold we're going to have to get on. 
Now, whether or not the sisters are able to take it there, I don't know. We already know that the black man is a, a simulated monkey. He's going to simulate his ass right on our existence. And that's a good thing because guess what, black woman? The reason why you're hated is because of him and his dick. That's all they want. Once you quit creating the black male, you won't have an enemy. The white woman wants the black man's dick. The white man wants the black man's dick. The gay faggot wants the black man's dick. The gay transgender, uh, the transgender wants the black man's dick. All of these different races of women, they want the black man's dick. When you stop having black men for all these people to 